the Game of Business podcast. Proximity is power. Registration for our executive boardroom is still open. To learn more, click the link in the description of this episode. All right, so today my guest is Daniel or Dan. I've been given the permission to call him Dan Giordano. Uh, Dan and I had the uh, the pleasure to meet during our time with inside the Warrior Empire Group. Uh, Dan has owned multiple businesses. He's a serial entrepreneur, is is what I'd I'd say about him. Um, currently, he is a business coach and mentor, but he's got this background in owning an advertising firm, um, leadership development companies, and also as a painting contractor. He's doing a lot of amazing stuff, working with business owners, entrepreneurs right now to maximize the value of their business. Dan, thanks for coming today. Well, thanks for having me, JP. I'm excited um, to be here. Absolutely. And I would like to dive into business strategy with you. I think in my experience, most entrepreneurs that I deal with now, my target clients, Dan, are usually doing 10 million in revenue and under. Um, but most of those guys and gals um, don't really understand the difference between strategy and tactics. And they confuse, mm -hmm. they do the tactical stuff and they call it this a strategy, right? And so- right. I, with your knowledge and expertise, I'd like to dig into some strategic planning stuff and tell me what would be some uh, some basic core first steps for somebody who's one. I mean, we're hitting year end. It's probably a little bit too late if you're just now starting strategic planning for next year, but we can still right. dive in, which is another mistake I see people do. They start their strategic planning in December and by March, they've got it done. Um, right. <laughs> so, so tell me, um, in, in your world, um, what do you work with your clients on in the area of strategic planning? Yeah. So the, I mean, the key areas, uh, obviously, you know, with my core strengths being around marketing and sales, you know, advertising and, you know, being in those areas that the, the common thing, this is one thing when I had my agency, it was a great into how businesses operate and, and lack strategy, right. And a plan, right. Um, because they would just throw money in an advertising campaign. They would come to me. This is the number one problem they would come to me with. It would always be, uh, my leads suck and my agency is doing a horrible job, right? And I'd be like, that's, you know, so how much money you're spending on advertising? It'd be like twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a month. And I said, okay, it's statistically impossible for all of your leads to be horrible, right? It just can't happen, right? Um, I was like, so I would reverse engineer everything and I would dive into their, you know, their sales presentations, listen to their calls, you know, uh, you know, go through every aspect of their business and really look at the business holistically, which most agencies never did, right? They would always, they would look at it from a technician standpoint, just run Facebook ads, provide a spreadsheet, right? And then here's your numbers, right? And here's, you know, my charge for the month, right? Um, and so what I would do is I'd map out this whole plan with them and say, you know, we need to look at your messaging. We need to look at, you know, we need to look at uh, what your offer is and refine it, make it better, right? Because if it's not converting, there's all different types of reasons why it could not be converting, right? Uh, we need to, you know, really address each one of these areas. It's not just about this one specific area because the leads, you know, the leads, you know, uh, when you're running advertising, you know, it, it's affected by every one of these areas. It's not just about the, you know, the, the, the person opting in or making a phone call, you know, whatever type of business you have that, you know, is uh, generating leads in that platform, you know, that they're running ads on. So, so what I've under, you know, what I've understood in this is most people do fly by the seat of their pants, right? Most business owners that I talk to are overwhelmed, right? 
there's so many facets of things. Like when I, you know, when I think about my Victorian restoration company I had back in the day, like I had a plan in my mind, right? I was much younger and, you know, it's like, I just like, I want to, this is what I want to do. You know, 25 employees later, I'm figuring it out. But we didn't have like all this craziness of like, you know, all the social media platforms, different advertising platforms. It was the old school yellow pages, right? Networking, getting out, you know, just meeting people, right? Um, versus today, we have all these different areas that people just don't know what platform is best for my business, right? Or is it cross-platform or is it, yeah. you know, there's so many different variables that overwhelm them. And it's very, it's very important for them to really get clear and have have somebody that's been down the road before, which is why obviously business coaching and consulting is really important is have somebody that can give you those eyes to say, Hey, well, here's yeah. what, here's what the goals are. Yeah. And, and people that are uh, in our age bracket that remember what a yellow page is, have, <laughs> right. a right. have a tough time understanding how the new world works with Facebook advertising and all this other stuff. Right. And so what I'm finding, right. even in myself, I don't have the desire to learn the nuts and bolts on that, but I need right. a team that will do that. Right? right. Because it, and I, I remember being, being early in my career and I'm like, you know, Corso doesn't even know how to turn on his computer, but you know, and now I'm Corso's age and I'm sure the kids <laughs> out there are going, he doesn't even know how to fill out his Instagram blog. Or whatever, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, and it, it is crazy when you think about all the different logins that we have to deal with every day as a business owner, you know, and, and, you know, you got to remember that person is usually a technician that's running a business, right? Or, you know, they've graduated to the business owner status, right? Where they have some employees, uh, you know, especially obviously once we get past, you know, two, three million, uh, you know, they, they have some systems, they have some teams in place, right? But even then it's entrusted to the people that, you know, have the job to figure this stuff out, Right. Mm -hmm. And if there's disconnect and, you know, and not understanding what the common goals are and having a clear strategy, right, uh, in place, it just isn't going to happen, right? And time and time again, I see people that, that come to me that are just like, they're floundering, they're trying to figure it out. They don't even have a clear goal for the, you know, what their targets are for the quarter, let alone the year, right? Um, and, and they're just thinking day to day trying to survive, right? Yeah. So tell me if I, if I'm starting out or, or early, not even starting out, let's, let's make it bigger. Let's say I've got a... Uh, couple million dollar services business and what kind of strategic road mapping would you be helping clients with in that area of sales and marketing or advertising to begin with what roads would you go down um so the the process uh for me is i'm always taking them through an initial assessment right um and that assessment you know uh, is like an audit that will identify every everything from you know lead generation conversion and sales um, to, um, fulfill, you know, how they're fulfilling the product, what the costs are associated with. So I'm, I'm going through and dissecting every specific area, right? But the key thing is, is where can we get the fastest wins, right? This is where I think a lot of people fall short because they get caught up in the shiny object of going and doing this new thing or advertising on this new platform and they're missing, you know, these certain components. Uh, and really, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a longer path or a longer sales cycle with certain things that they're doing, right? So I want to, you know, dial it back in and say, hey, you know, let's focus here, right, on where we can get the fastest win. A simple idea of this would be, uh, you know, one of my clients a while back, um, he was a, a, it was actually a tax uh, CPA firm, right, at 12 locations here in Florida. Literally in a half hour conversation, we found $35,000 in co cost cutting, right? It's not sexy, right? Like people don't want to talk about that, right? 
but it but it was a simple strategy of like hey you know have you thought about this right and i jogged his memory right on what he could do and he went and be able to you know went executed it that week you know and then there was other things around strategic partnerships and alliances to create with promoting his product because he had a very unique industry he was focused on right and that took six months of building relationships till he ultimately created another half a million plus in revenue from that one relationship but you know those those uh i'm, I'm more geared towards you know where can we get the fastest win right yes for there's going to be things that are going to take longer right they'll be in motion but we're not going to put all our eggs in that basket you know when because you know as well as i do if you're not getting results uh, with someone in a, in a you know relatively quick period of time they're probably not going to stay working with you long, right? Right. <laughs> right. Right. So we want to have them win, you know, win quickly, right? Yeah. Do you advise clients or have any strategies around client retention? Yes. Um, so, um, I'll just, and I'll just give you an example of this would be like from an agency perspective, right? So uh, most agencies, and I know some that I work with now that, you know, multi-million dollar agencies, um, they struggle with the same thing, right? It's kind of like the diet pill, you know, it's like 30, you know, 90 to 120 days is the average life cycle of a client, right? Um, because usually a client comes on, it takes about a month ramp up time. They're spending money on ads or take, they're, they're going through all these problems. And I, and I always tell them, it's like, look, if I could show you one way to, re, you know, to help with retention, my clients, when I had my agency stayed with me 18 to 24 months on average, Right. And, you know, that was because I was adding a level of coaching, right, into it that most agencies were not, right? I literally was looking at every area of the business. I was, you know, everything I did was about how do I maximize, you know, the, the, the prospect that's coming through their funnels and what they're doing. And what I, what I uncovered was retention has to do with, you know, two things for me in that, in that world specifically. One is the relationship with the client, right, is building a really solid relationship with them, right, really understanding what makes them tick getting them to know to them at a personal level. Yes, it's business, right? But as you, as you know, there, you know, this is something that I experienced years ago was this. It was like, people would get on a call. I don't know if you've ever experienced this is, uh, I would imagine so, but you'd get on a call with them and you'd ask them if they did the work that, you know, you assigned them to get done, right? And then they would say no, right? And, you know, after like three or four weeks of having that same person tell me this, right? This is somebody that invested a hundred thousand dollars in what we were doing, right? And, you know, that's what they paid me, right? And I'm like, why are you not doing the work? Like, I'm like, how did you even get it to hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> like, right. So, but, but I, the reason I'm bringing that up is because what I uncovered in the agency was I started actually coaching around a personal level to really understand them and build rapport at a deeper level, understanding, you know, what makes them tick, what problems do they have at home? You know, not that I'm a counselor or a therapist in any way, shape or form, but like just really trying to, you know, trying to help them the best I can and understand why they may or may not be producing. Right. Yeah. And, um, and tying all that together, right? So with retention, um, you know, that, that obviously is huge. You know, being able to build a solid relationship with someone because, you know, you build that community, you build people that want to spend time with you, right? That look forward to the calls, calls you're having with them. Um, and then the other side of it is, is, you know, having a clear implementation plan in place, right? Um, that they can actually physically see, right? Um, and that's one of the things that we have is literally once we map out, here's how we're going to get there. There's a very clear plan. If we move the, you know, move the needle here, here, and here, this is what the potential profit is, all right? And then we just map it out. But if in, in an agency model with retention, to be able to take someone through that process and not just help them, you know, just adding a layer of consulting, like what you talked about uh, earlier about your, your accounting practice, right? Um, you have this layer of, you know, other services that you offer, right? That's a high-level consulting, you know, 
coaching offer, right? That that is beyond what the average account. Like if you go to an average account, they'll be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. We just do bookkeeping and file taxes, right? You know, right. that's most accounts, right? Same thing in the advertising world. It's a, it's re, you know, uh, it's just they're they're so narrow focused just on the technical aspect of what they do that they miss, you know, they're they're not true business owners, right? Mm-hmm. So retention, it you know, comes down to having a clear plan in place with that client and you know, really building a solid rapport, you know, in my experience of what, um, you know, helps a client stay beyond 90 days, right? Okay. You hit on something there. And I've seen this too, where in your case, you said somebody paid me a hundred thousand dollars and for a month, they don't do the work. And, and so as I'm thinking about that, and, and I've thought about the experience there is number one for me, it's like, they haven't built the machine yet because mm-hmm. if they built the machine, that they would be able to leverage somebody to do that work. But the fact that they have it tells me a couple of things. That company has a leadership problem and it's starting with the owner because if he's not doing work for you, he's not doing work for other people inside the company. Maybe he's just taking care of clients, but there's other people he's letting down too. And then that is a huge uh, hit to the company culture, right? Right. So um when, what, I don't know that you give me, I mean, what, how do you look at course correcting somebody like that, that has spent that money? Do you just keep showing up call after call? I don't gather that, that yeah. you're built to be so, the guy that says, yeah. Hey, I'm going to keep chasing my tail for you, but. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a, a story about this. So, um, so when I was doing that specific, you know, offer that we had, um, I didn't have the personal level skill sets of coaching that I have today, right? So back then, that was just focused on business, right? Um, it was like, you know, it's all all business, you know, not talking about family, not talking about health, not talking about none of that stuff, right? So, um, but I had a client in my in my agency years later after I had these, this experience, I was running into a similar issue, right? Where where when she came to me, the sales were on a decline, right? And like, you could see it in the, in the ad spend, you can see it in the, all the, all the metrics we're measuring, like, you know, she's, this, this thing's tanking, right? Why is it tanking? Well, then when they came to me, it was the agency's fault, right? Um, and so I'm, I come on board, ad spend stays the same. She was spending around 15, $20,000 a month, right? Um, you know, lead flow is staying the same. We're, we're getting it increased, but things just aren't converting. You know, everything was in place. The sales team was in place. Uh, and I was like, something's not right. So I said, hey, um, I got this finally after three months of watching this decline, right? I said, I said, hey, I got this um, personal level of coaching. I have an intake form for it. Uh, would you be open to it? I normally charge $10,000 for 90 days, right? I'm not charging you for it. It's part of, you know, just my gift to you, right? Are you open to it? And she says, yes. And I said, okay, great. Send it to her, right? Comes back. She's going through a horrendous divorce, right? And, you know, just really ugly situation, right? And I was like, okay, now at least I know what the problem is, right? You're mentally and energetically not here, right? So when you're showing up on calls with your clients or you're showing up for, you know, for webinars to promote what you're doing, like this is not converting because, you know, you're distraught right now, right? And it's just, it's affecting every area of the business. It's affecting your team. You're not talking about it to anybody. So, so we, you know, I'm not a therapist, you know, need to find somebody that can help you overcome this and, and work through it because, you know, you're driven to help people. Right. Uh, but, you know, right now we need to help yourself. Right. It, so it, that's, that goes it, right it, into my belief that, that the largest constraint in any business is the skill set and the psychology of the owner. So I have an MBA. 
I've got 30 years plus business experience, but if my psychology is messed up because of some relationship piece outside, mm-hmm. you can throw all that other shit out the window. So you kind of nailed it with her. She may have had the pedigree and everything, but if she's all consumed by a divorce, she's not going to show up for anybody. Right. Right? Yeah. So I, and then I love what you're talking about that you're, you're now, at least as I'm gathering is you now do talk to people about their family issues because you understand that if I'm saying family, but relationship piece, because if they are messed up, you're not going to be successful in, in, in what you're doing for them. Right. Same thing with the whole fitness thing. Even a lot of people don't don't get that. All these things tie together. If you're 300 pounds, you know, 100, 100 pounds overweight, what kind of energy are you going to have inside of your business? Right. Right. So I, I do. I and it's also interesting. I I started this conversation by asking you about strategy, and we've hit sales, and we've hit marketing, we've hit optimization, we've hit leadership, we've hit mindset. Right. It all. It it's all encompassing up underneath that strategy piece it's actually i think why for my model i have strategic planning last Mm. because all these other things have to be in place and 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 working well and now we can we can put a strategic plan in place you know i look at it like if i have a team of 30 and they're all rowing in 30 different directions you're, you're spinning your wheels on any kind of strategic plan right exactly yeah so, um, so tell me, um, a little bit more about this. You were talking about some software and, and stuff you, you use to, to help your clients out. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, so what I, you know, what I uncovered in the agency model, like, you know, all the time they would ask me for a marketing plan. Right. And it would drive me crazy because like, I knew it would always change. Right. And, you know, would put it all together, spend all this time and we didn't have the fancy tools back then, you know, it was, you know, maybe three, four years ago. Uh, you know, there were some tools out there to map some things, but basically it was a spreadsheet. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's some metrics and some, you know, things that we're shooting for. Uh, but I, I, w- I would get so frustrated with it. Right. So then uh, when I, when I met this developer for the software, um, one of the things that I got really clear on was like, okay, this is a missing piece for, for, you know, agencies and businesses in general, because, you know, it can clearly demonstrate exactly what we need to do in each specific area of the business, right. And identify profits and revenue, identify clear pain points, right. You know, expose every pain point in the business and then give me a clear implementation plan on exactly what we need to do to get there. Right. And, so, so for me, you know, that was, you know, I, I wasn't looking to do what I shared with you earlier about, you know, building a team of coaches and consultants. I was personally just using it to acquire businesses, uh, to coach some businesses here and there, right? And then ultimately led me down this path of wound up building a team now where I'm actually running ads specifically to build just that piece, right? Um, and really be able to, you know, help, you know, people that are like, uh, people that need this type of software, right? Um, you know, whether they're accountants, uh, you know, uh, digital course creators uh, or people that are in the agency related space, they work with businesses, right? It's an ideal scenario for them, right? So for me, it just gives me a great, um, a great tool and it's a great opportunity. Even if I don't use the tool, this is something a lot of people don't, you know, don't get, right? So they get caught up in all the tools and the technology, right? And I always tell them, I was like, look, if all the tool does is get me into a conversation with somebody that we wind up doing business together, right? then, you know, it's done its job, right? And I had this happen, you know, last year uh, or about two years ago, I had a guy with a a multi-billion dollar hedge fund here in in Palm Beach, right? 
And I happened to meet his marketing guy, right? And his marketing guy showed him the tool. And he's like, I want to introduce you to this guy because he's having problems with his sales. And I said, okay, you know, great. I, I don't mind. I'll jump on a call, right? Just send me over all his material and I'll review everything. So I get on a call with a guy and he proceeds to tell me that his buyers and investors are not emotional. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw it immediately. Everything was logically, you know, technically based on numbers throughout all his marketing material. There was nothing dealing with emotion. Like, and he's wondering why he's not converting. I'm like, the fact that you build a $2 billion fund without tapping into emotion I know you've tapped into emotion. You just don't recognize it, right? So I just went down this path of asking him. I was like, hey, what do you, you know, uh, why do you do what you do? And he's like, I want to help. You know, I got sick of Wall Street. I got sick of them taking advantage of the average person. I want people to be able to take care of their financial, you know, take, take their financial future into their own hands and be able to actually, you know, help them get there, right? And I said, okay, well, why would they invest in your fund? And he's like, well, because they want, you know, a better life. They want more security. They want retirement. They want to be able to put their kids through good school, right? And I was like, okay, none of that's emotional. <laughs> and he's like, exactly. touche, right? Yeah. right? So, yeah, so he's like, all right, I get it, right? So, but, but the point is leveraging those things to get me into conversations like this, right? To be able to just talk with people. Sometimes it turns into something, you know, and we do something together. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Um, and that's perfectly fine. But it gives me, an, a, you know, a foot in the door strategy that most people do not have. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I get it because uh, sometimes um, we're, especially men, we're so logical. We just want to get right to the facts yeah. and, and we miss right. out on the storytelling a little bit. And this happened in my own business here where I tell people, um, I can show you how to legally and ethically save hundreds of thousands of dollars in your taxes every year. Hmm. big deal. Right. And then, then I change it. And I said, you know, I remember when my business started taking off and I had a bunch of money in the bank. I was all excited. I was finally going to get to the next level and my controller comes in and I had a hundred thousand dollar plus tax check that I had to sign for the IRS. And I sat there looking at that check and I was pissed. And then, but beyond being pissed, I remember hearing uh, Warren Buffett talk about how he paid a lower marginal tax rate than his own secretary. And I didn't get pissed at Warren. I thought, I wonder what he knows that I don't know. And as I began to research mm -hmm. that, I, 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 found, I found some ways. And so I'd ask you, I'm going to talk to you, Dan. Dan, I, I'd ask you to consider sitting at the desk and writing a $100,000 check to the IRS. And then next year you're writing another one and another one. Now, if there's something I know about you, Dan, you're not going to just write a hundred thousand dollar check next year. It's probably gonna be 110, 120, 130. And then the next year after that's 150, mm -hmm. but let's just keep it at a hundred. After a decade, you've written a million dollars in checks to the IRS. Now imagine if instead of paying that money, to the IRS, you could use it legally and ethically and put it towards the people and the causes you care about most. Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's this emotional tie-in i'm feeling right. the pain with that that thing and then oh there's an some excitement i can instead of giving it to those guys in the swamp i can right. use it over here and now they're like tell me more it's not this whole i can do this for you okay yeah right what's the catch you know yeah right so that's so i i get that and 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 this is something i had to learn late in my career is what you're talking about mm -hmm. right um, yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting for me because I, how I discovered, uh, you know, part of that tie-in was obviously when I had the initial leadership training company in the mid-2000s, you know, just going through coaching just from a business perspective and then ultimately leading me down a path to realize that, you know, we all have, you know, this, the, the psychology of, of how we do things and why we do things. Everybody's different, right? Um, and it took me, you know, going through different trainings, different events, different things to just experience and say, you know, it's like everybody's motivated differently. Like, I mean, it's like, I, you know, I paid, I don't know, like two, three grand to go to an event one time. And it was the first event I went to that was not based on business, right? It was more just based on, you know, human psychology, right? Um, and, and there was somebody there, this woman that her, we were setting like goals and things that were important to us. And her goal was a cleaner closet. <laughs> and I was like, you could have just paid $2,500 to have somebody clean your closet. Right. <laughs> like, but, but the reality was, you know, it's like, she had baggage in her life. She had things that made her hold on to things. Right. And I didn't recognize that stuff because I'm you know, logically thinking like a stupid guy sometimes, right. It's just like, you know, we do just how, just how we think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I want to, you mentioned leadership a couple of times. I'd like to pick your brain on leadership and with the, the consulting you did or leadership development you did. What, what did you do to initially to recognize you, do you try and do some background and, and figuring out what levels of leadership they're at, or are there different milestones in leadership that you, you put forth in, in your, in your, what you teach? Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely different levels. I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's in a different place, you know, based on mental capacity, what their, what their vision is for their life and what they're looking to do to impact more people. Right. So I'm looking at, you know, multiple different areas on, you know, what, uh, you know, what that's, what that, what really that person is about, right. What's going to make them, uh, you know, thrive and lead better and be able to impact more people with what they do and, you know, and, and all of that. Right. So, um, I just look at it from a, you know, it's not a one size fits all, right? We all have different, you know, same thing we were talk been talking about is like, we all have different motivating factors, right? And, and things that charge us up. Um, and then we have, you know, for some of this, it's like, you know, we're a little bit more slower to the game with certain things and it takes, we're a little bit more methodical, right? Um, I was sharing with my team this morning about this. Uh, I had a gentleman, you know, sign up for the consulting offer, right? And I said, uh, like literally he was so methodical and detail oriented that, you know, but very driven high level professional. Right. Um, and I was actually shocked that he actually said, okay, I'm ready to get started. Right. Cause there was like, I couldn't get into the emotion. Like he would not open up. Right. <laughs> right? I, was like, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. Right. So, but, but again, you know, uh, his level, you know, the, his mentality of how he operates is, you know, more analytic, more detail oriented, more logical, you know, thinking, right. It's not that he's not emotional. I'm sure he does get emotional at some point. <laughs> I got, like, I got, <laughs> I got a way that he can break through that. Right. Tell him, tell him, give me $15,000 and I'm going to send you to this thing called warrior week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll fix that right away. <laughs> if you can't get in touch with your emotions after those five days, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, that, yeah, that's great. You know, the, the people, um, do you, so when you're talking about, uh, around mindset, uh, uh, for entrepreneurs, do, do you talk feelings with these guys? Um, I will. Yeah. I mean, I definitely will bring it in because one of the things that I'll, I'll, um, talk about is like, you know, if you're not, uh, like, I'm sure you probably have had times in your life where logically you were doing something, but things weren't just coming together. Right. 
So there's the logic, your mind, right? And then there's your heart level, right? And then there's God or the universe, right? And that you're connected to. When all three of those are in alignment, you just in like a flow state and things are happening, right? Right. Um, most people logically go over here, chase the money, or they try and figure out how to fix things in their business, right? And they're not actually, you know, getting anywhere because they're disconnected at a heart level from why they started the business or what they're doing, you know, in their life. And, and you know, maybe they're struggling with, with you know, just tapping into a higher power, right? And, and, you know, and really understanding who they truly are. So I'll go through that process with people because, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And I always hear people tell me, it's like, well, I don't want to talk about mindset in my program because, you know, people don't want that, right? I'm like, well, explain that to Tony, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, right? Now, it's Tony's the, a rare phenomenon, the, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's the thing that makes everything else work. And people always want to focus on the money, right? And, and wonder why they're not getting those results. And it really comes down to what's going on between, you know, between their two ears, right? Yeah. Um, so really helping people understand that um, and, and, you know, digging deep into it uh, and, you know, just understanding, you know, what makes them really tick and more importantly, why, right? Yeah. Uh, and know, one, the reason I, one of the things you, you hit on something and one of the things you do you, about leadership that you hit on was... I believe, and that's why I asked you the levels of leadership, I believe the level one leadership is the ability to lead yourself in a moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you can't lead yourself, you're not gonna be able to lead anybody else. And, and what does that mean? Right. It's, it means when I'm in a, in, a, in a state that's disempowering, scarcity, anger, pissed off, frustrated, whatever, lazy, whatever, how am I able to shift into a resourceful state and we can do it, but it takes some conscious, conscious effort to know that you're in that state. And then a, a dedication and, and some integrity within that says, I need to come and show up powerfully to serve. So I've got to lead myself out of this unresourceful state in a resourceful state. Um, are you, you tracking with what I said there? Yep. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. And, and, and yep. how, what do you, what do you, uh, do you coach around that, that type of thought process with your clients? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely will uh, go through that. You know, um, with certain clients that I know are more resistant to it, right? I'll, I'll, you know, slowly introduce stuff, right? But I'm definitely going down that path with them, right? Because I make it known that, like, listen, you know, there's a reason we're not getting the results here, right? And I often say I'm going to write my first book, and it's going to be very simple, right? It's going to be a mirror when you open it, like, and the title will be "You Are You Are the Biggest Problem in Your Life." Right. And just, right and just i'll probably sell them it's like the pet rock right I might well, yeah like at least be the page one right <laughs> yeah right yeah it's like, it's like i don't need to write all these words it's like <laughs> oh no, i so, got a better yeah. hey we're gonna have to go on this together now because i got second page oh, at yeah. the bottom <laughs> of that at the bottom of that page it says turn to the next page to see the solution you open up the page and there's another mirror <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Here's yeah. the solution to your problems. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you 75% because you came up with the idea. Right. I got 25% for page two. Right. That's awesome. And that's true. But because, you know, I always say, um, you know, when, when anybody's looking for outside sources to come save them, uh, whether it's government or whatever, mm -hmm. I always say the, the, the one entity in your mm -hmm. life that's going to have the greatest influence is the one that's looking back at you in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth or shaving in the morning. That's it. And if you can't, if you can't influence that person, you're not going to influence anybody else. Right. 
And, and so, you know, that's why I say level one leadership is just being able to influence yourself. And then when you can do that, now I can influence one other person. Right. And, and it begins from there. I, do you believe that people are natural born leaders or it's developed? Um, I believe it's developed, um, but there is, there is some probably innate, you know, characteristics, but it usually that's still developed, you know, because it's coming from the upbringing, right. Of how a kid was brought up. Right. And you know, who they hang around with, you know, definitely a big believer in you become who you associate with. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, I was telling my wife this the other day, I said, Hey, we're having a Christmas party. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm inviting, you know, just select few couples and I call them power couples, right? These are people that are in my business world, right? That live locally. I was like, I don't invite many people into my house, right? It's just, I'm, I keep a very tight guard because of, you know, I'm not looking to hang out at the bar on Friday, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, not, not that there's anything wrong with doing that every once in a while, but it's just for me, it was just like, you know what? You know, there's, there's a reason why my company is called All In, right? Uh, it's because I can be all in on the wrong things, right? If you have mm. a very driven, you know, call it addictive type, once you latch on to something, you go, right? So, you know, it's just for me, it's like, I'm very careful about who I allow around me, right? And if you, if you, um, you know, put yourself in that position, this, th these, um, you know, these scenarios where, you know, a person can be, you know, basically create their own future, right? Uh, and most people don't recognize that because they've been sold a bill, bill of goods, right? And then couple that with being an entrepreneur, getting married, you know, raising kids, right? And everything else you have going on in your life and you're trying to mount, manage all that, right? It kind of can get a little crazy, right? Yeah, I like that though, because when the people you're talking about, um, I, I'm the same way. I used to throw these huge boxing or UFC parties, 50 or hundred people would come over. I had a friend that I'd, I'd helped uh, start a CrossFit gym up in Oregon. My company built the gym racks, donated it just so I had, could get free membership for life. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so instead of him paying $10,000 to rogue, I got it made for like 1500 bucks and we're good to go. Right. Uh, right. But all these people would come over. I mean, they worked out hard and they partied hard and I would talk to like five people all night long and it was all my buddies that had nothing to do with the crossfit gym <laughs> yeah and i'm like and as i got older i went you know what this isn't who i want i don't want to associate with this i want to associate with the people that see i think most people in life and entrepreneurs aren't like this generally but most people 95 percent of the of the population gets on that uh huck finn raft in the middle of the river of life and they just they just float the river they just drift along right. whichever way the current flows. But then there's a few of us that say, you know what? Not good enough. I get one ch chance to play this game. I'm going to put a motor on this thing. I'm going to go to that side. I'm going to go to that side. I'm going to check up this tributary. I might backtrack and go up there a little bit because I made a wrong turn, you know? Right. And, and those are the people that I want to associate with, right? right. And, yeah. and, and so I think what you're, you're finding in, in what you're doing is that the people that you're associating with are the, the I, I heard it somewhere, I don't know where it was, but the people that you have five people in your, the five people you associate with most are basically you add those up and divide by five. That's, that's the average. The average of those people are you. And so right. not to be a dick about something, but if somebody isn't increasing your average, it's time, time to get a right. new person in your circle. 
Right. Yeah. And, and that's part of the challenge is like, if you look at most people will just, you know, hang around with their immediate circle, you know, friends and, you know, family. And it's like, I, you know, I look at people that go, you know, I've, I've never been to a school reunion. I'm like, I didn't want to hang around with most of those people when I was going to school. Like, why would I want to go back there every year? Right. Right. <laughs> like, it'd be yeah. sad for me. Right. <laughs> so, so well, yeah. And but, now yeah. with Facebook and everything, you're in touch with anybody you want to be with anyone. Right. So yeah. I get that. That's that's yeah. awesome. So um, give me um, an insight here. If I am, um, if I want to use your services, Dan, give me give me the elevator pitch. Tell tell me what uh, what you're going to do for me, my company, and I. Let's say I'm an entrepreneur that's doing ten million or or less. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so uh, you know, if you're an entrepreneur that you know is is struggling, you know, to figure out how to grow your business, and maybe you feel stuck, maybe you're frustrated with where you're currently at, um, and you know can't figure out what the next step is, you know, the 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 clear thing for me is to be able to take you through uh, an assessment. We spend about an hour together, and I guarantee that I will find you at least a million dollars in your business. All right. If you're at that level, um, and now of course we may not get all that done in year one, right? Uh, sometimes we exceed it. Sometimes we do, you know, a little less, right? But the reality is I can give you a very clear plan and taking you through the process and and mapping out specifically every, you know, that you're struggling with and give you a clear implementation plan from there, right? Okay. And do you, is there a risk reversal on this? Is it like uh, you'll do it or your money back or I get paid once you hit it? What, how's that work? Yeah, there's, yeah, so there's a couple different ways I like to work. I, I only normally work based on performance with revenue share and there is a, you know, there is a, a fee involved. So there is a consulting fee, right? Um, but but I, my goal is to help them create that fee, you know, in month one, so that literally it's paid for. Like the one I shared with you earlier today, you know, they had, uh, um, you know, $35,000 in cost cutting on the initial call, right? Uh, that client paid, you know, about 15 grand, right? Um, for, for me to coach them. Um, I wasn't involved in the day-to-day. -day. I didn't have to help them hire people, right? So it just depends on how I'm working with them and what capacity or what that looks like. So, And do you do any work with startup companies? Uh-oh, we froze oh, right. up like, I mean, Yes, you know, but, you know, it's a little bit yeah, <laughs> we. I, I froze up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to, I'm going to ask oh, yeah. you to answer that again. I we froze up on my end. Okay. So, so would do okay. you do work with startups? Yes. Yeah. And, and what's that look like? I did I, the whole thing you said just froze. Working with startups, uh, you know, it definitely, um, you know, I always said, you know, first thing is like, as long as they have money, right. Not just to pay me, but to be able to actually grow the business. Right. So right. this is a big problem is, you know, a lot of times people want to come in and they were like, well, we're a startup, we're tight on cash. Right. Um, and I'm like, well, how are we going to hire? How are we going to, you know, invest in, you know, marketing and advertising and the things that are important? I'm not even talking about my fee yet. Like, let's talk about how we can actually grow the business, right? Sometimes if it's a good enough deal, then, you know, I'll do a revenue share and or an equity, you know, uh, piece as well. Uh, so it just depends on, you know, who you're talking to, you know, what that looks like. So, yeah. Okay, great. So Dan, how can, uh, my, my folks get a hold of you, um, other besides just calling me, me and my team and saying, Hey, I need to talk to that Dan guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Simple way is all in business coaching.com. And uh, that's the fastest way to get me. And uh, you'll be able to you know, book a call directly with me or someone on my team. Right. And you're working in, in all 50 States. Yes, actually okay. worldwide. So I do worldwide. 
clients okay. overseas in Europe. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Is you, but your primary primarily market to the states? Primary or? primary U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, well, Dan, hey, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. It was insightful. I know that you and I have some more business to talk about, which is exciting because I. I've done about a dozen of these and I haven't had one that came out and said, Hey, I think I, I can link up with Dan and, and do some business with this guy. So I appreciate the time brother. And um, we'll just keep in touch. All right. Likewise. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, JP.